0: Everyone, in all walks of life, responds differently to having their backs against the wall. Your favorite football team don't just have their backs against the wall. They have their backs against the wall, and the wall behind them has collapsed. Good morning to you. Good Tuesday morning. I'm Dayon Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into hockey and or baseball, I also offer Daily Shots of Penguins, And Pirates, where you found this. Mike Tomlin is speaking at noon today, at which point we'll find out how serious he was when he answered my question a couple days ago in Orchard Park, New York, regarding making changes to either players slash starters or coaches. Because he left both of those very much open in that specific dialogue. Meanwhile, yesterday, the day that the the Steelers opened their locker room to a pretty limited selection of players, but guys who are picked pretty much for a reason, because the media relations staff will know that they're good speakers, they're guys who would uh, be welcome interviews and who really don't mind having that imposition on them the day after playing a game, and they picked pretty well. They brought out Deontay Johnson, Cam Sutton was out there, among others, and they made headlines. They did. This was a little bit of what Deontay had to say. They not out here, so they can say what they want to say. Uh, y'all watching us at the end of the day, uh, so we're going to do what we do and I play football at the end of the day. Y'all so good. Come out here and help us. <laughs> y'all got so much to say. That's all I can say about it. Like, y'all can say what y'all want, but... Y'all don't know what it's like to go to work with us every day, put, put, put your blood, sweat, and tears. And none of this stuff we do. Like, so y'all can say what all y'all want. But the real fans that really know what we do, uh, I appreciate them. So that's all we're going to do is fuck on what we can control and worry about us. Like, I'm not worried about it. none of that stuff they be talking about. And here's a little bit of Cam Sutton. You know, the preparation week, you know, obviously we all know Tom Brady, you know, the whole morale of... You know, everything that he's done, you know, he's not taking away from all that, not trying to be necessarily, you know, to you guys. Man. It's not about what we say. It's not about me. You guys ask me a lot of questions. What I think we should do that. It's about us playing I mean, football. Excuse my language, but um, that's just what it comes down to. So. Yeah, Kim had a tough time keeping it clean. Uh, they're upset. They're exasperated. They're starting to show that frustration on and off the field. Uh, After that game in Orchard Park, there was Arthur Mallette off in one section of the locker room uh, getting pretty animated with some players that he felt were doing a little bit too much laughing on the sideline while the game was going on. And that had to be quelled first by Minka Fitzpatrick. And after that, vocally and thunderously by Cam Hayward, after which it ended immediately. That's life right now with this football team. And you know what? I'm not sure it matters. What can you expect at Point Park University in downtown Pittsburgh? Respect, rigor, relevance. That's the Point Park pledge. You'll be treated with respect while being challenged and supported academically to graduate with career-ready relevant skills. Visit pointpark.edu to learn more. Look, I'm not gonna be that guy that parses every syllable that, uh, in particular since they they came out and spoke with us, Deontay and and, and Cam Sutton. Uh, These are not public orators. These are not people who should be critiqued for every little thing that they say or do. I have long held this view Even of executives and head coaches and managers in baseball, they're not hired to do that. They're going to slip up. And if you have the type of personality that Deontay and Cam both do, meaning Cam Sutton, you're going to be more emotional than you are rational. But I don't know that it's relevant either way. That, to me, is the most unsettling part of this whole scene right now. These guys, whether it's Deontay or Cam Sutton or whoever, can convince themselves that it's the outside world or Ryan Clark or whoever that's coming after them. And that they're going to unite against those forces and they're going to show us how really great they are and whatever else. But as you heard Cam Sutton say, it doesn't matter because what matters is playing the game. And right now they're not good at playing the game. I don't think that having your intangibles ramped up to 11 is going to change that. That's the problem. You know, guys, I keep going back and forth between this parallel And London in 2013, when the Steelers were 0-4, and it felt like the end of the world. But it felt like the end of a world for a very, very different reason. Because you looked around that room, and you were wasting. You were throwing away the primes of some elite players' careers, okay? Like, you were looking at. Uh, Troy Polamalu and Ben Roethlisberger and a long, long list of others who were not over the hill in any capacity. They just ran into four really lousy games. And they knew they had their work cut out for them to get back and to their credit. They almost did finishing eight and eight and almost making the playoffs and whatever. And they didn't. But that was underachieving. That was a situation where you stick it to your critics because you knew you had the people. It's probably to the credit of those involved who are frustrated right now that they believe, maybe, that they have the people, but they don't. They don't. And you know what? I will do this because Deontay was supposed to Be one of those people. And he's not. In his last two games, he's been pretty much an embarrassment. Two catches, and then in the game Sunday against the Bills, five catches on 13 targets, two drops, and, you know, that's not, that's not, I I hear all the time, he's not a number one wide receiver. He's not even a two. Not when you're playing like that. And all you do, you know, is just say, listen, you know, this isn't about this isn't about what the guy on ESPN said, whether he played for the Steelers or not. This isn't about uh, what you guys are asking me, you evil reporters. Uh, He even made a reference to real fans, you know, as if there is a difference between the people who criticize the team and the ones who just endlessly Blindly praise them. Those are the real fans. Now, dude, catch the football. Catch the football. When we come back, J1Q. Mike's can't be topped, not for beer, not for the awesome kitchen and menu that's available, and not for all the special events that are going on there. Check them out online at mikesbeerbar.com. Mike's Beer Bar, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. Today's J1Q comes from Jason Lehman, who asks DK a four-game losing streak and the worst loss in 33 years. If Mike Tomlin doesn't take serious action... Related to the coaching staff, i.e. firing a coordinator or removing play calling responsibilities, at what point does Art Rooney get involved? A couple different ways to answer that one, Jason. One is that Rooney's involved, if you want to get technical about it, all the time. He's not a distant owner. He's not uh, an owner who stays up in the suite and then isn't heard from again until the following Sunday. He is around the team all the time. It's what he does. He's at the practice facility. He's at the game stadiums everywhere. He is around the team, and you can see him visibly in communications with Omar Khan and Mike Tomlin, and before that, Kevin Colbert. All the time. Just want to make that part clear. Regardless of what it is that you think of the job that he's done or doing or whatever, just want to make sure that that's as plain as possible. And I can promise you, though I'm going to stress here that this is one billion percent just speculation, that Rooney and Tomlin would have had some dialogue, and so would Khan, uh, after... A performance like the one in Orchard Park. Promise you, promise you that that's already happened. Now that said, today at noon, Tomlin is going to wish everyone a good afternoon and go about the press conference. And we can ask whatever it is that we want. But remember that in Orchard Park, I already asked what it is that Tomlin would be willing to do. And he answered by saying pretty much anything. Everything's on the table. And when he answered that way, okay, first, obviously, there was going to be surprise. I know I was surprised. But second, you're thinking, no, he's not. He's not going to do a thing. He's not going to do a thing. He's not going to fire Matt Canada before the press conference today. And it would have to happen, like, right away. When you do this, you can't do it in midweek. You're knee deep already into game prep. You know, they spent all of Monday, and this is how it goes over there, breaking down film of the previous game and teaching lessons off it and getting everybody up to speed on what it is that they did well or poorly, distributing that appropriately to the players. But come Tuesday, you're you're in some other dimension. You are so deep in Tampa Bay film that you don't even know that the last game happened. And if you're doing that with Matt Canada as your offensive coordinator on that morning, Matt Canada is going to be your coordinator that weekend. It's not going to change. Now, maybe, unbeknownst to any of us, he'll arrange, rearrange some responsibilities and say, hey, we want to get... Mike Sullivan, a little more involved or influential in the play calling or the schematics. We haven't scored a first quarter touchdown since Terry Hanratty's last game. It's time to, it's time to do things a little bit differently. And that might not become public. That might be one of those that you have to have a player whisper it to you or something. You know what I'm saying? But I, again, I don't even see that happening. I think it's going to be more along the lines of what you saw a couple weeks ago when Tomlin openly acknowledged that Montrevius Adams was going to be his starter ahead of Tyson Alualu. Woohoo! <laughs> that hasn't had any impact at all. I mean, Adams has played okay, but Alulu played okay. This was just a – I don't want to call it a perception move because he's not really into that sort of thing, meaning Tomlin – but that's how it felt. That's how it felt. I, I don't think you're going to see something here. That, that, this is my long and winding way of answering your question, that I don't think you're going to see something. I think you're going to see, instead, Tomlin move heaven and earth to make sure that he doesn't have to move anything. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Steelers, especially in these troubled times. We'll do another one of these tomorrow.